Clark. I feel as if I'm constantly making everything worse. I say as Purse expertly flips through a rack of suit jackets. It is accompanied by another rack of pants, ties, all crowded in her living room, now a tense city of Italian wool. You do not. She pots the wall of sleeves and looks me up and down, shakes her head. Your legs, on the other hand, I just wish you'd made some time to get a fitting. Short guys need a tight silhouette, otherwise they just look stumpier. No offense, Shaw adds, sipping from a long-stemmed glass of champagne. He's wearing his dress bands, but hasn't bothered to throw on a shirt yet. Piss, dress hangs ready for her, behind him. Are you drinking already? Persephone hisses. It's my birthday. It's all of our birthdays. Then cheers. He says, extending his glass. Persephone takes it, but hesitates before sipping. No, I'm going to have to feed pee before the party. Shaw shrugs, takes the glass back, finishes it. Persephone crosses to me, hands me a pair of pants. These are short enough to make your legs look long. Now, if we give you a pocket square or something to draw the eye up. Can we ask Ray to puke on him again? Purse and I both spin to shoot daggers at him. They might make you stop copping again soon, too. I tell him, but he only shrugs. Assuming your dick doesn't fall off from the overuse, Persephone says, I have always been one to fly too close to the sun. Like Icarus. Was that last night's name? This actually gives Shaw pause. I don't think so. He pops to his feet. I'm getting more champagne. And I'm bringing you one too, Clark. This is your first real birthday. Get fucking bubbly, man. <laughs> I laugh. I shake my head. I don't think I know Shaw very well. Still, but he is certainly around a lot. Even if he is emotionally keeping me at a distance, I mean, it is nice to have someone so extroverted to drown everything out. Especially on days when I'm nervous or... No, that's pretty much my main emotion. How are you? I ask Purse now that we're alone. Fine. She says, dismissive enough that I know not to press. Have they rescheduled you yet? No. They did reprimand me, though. Told me they didn't want the copping process to be unpleasant. Even more unpleasant. Right. But there were certainly ways to medically or manually ease my performance anxiety. She's quiet, throwing a tie around her neck and focusing on tying it. They won't really do anything like that. Right? No. She slips the tie off her neck and onto mine. I think it would take, like, something really extreme. I don't think they'd want to do it either. She slips the knot up, tightens it. She smooths my collar down. If I give them what they want for just a few moments, the rest of my day is just for me. When I leave a session, I do something so 
fucking Persephone, it makes me bigger and realer than whatever version I am under those lights. Like what? I can't tell you. Oh, come on. No, it's, it's my thing. You have to find your own good thing. I'm not good at anything. That doesn't matter. Fuck it. I just grabbed the bottle. Shah says, returning with three glasses. He pours sloppy and sloshing frothy gold champagne onto the floor. Shar. Oh, come on. One glass. This is the only thing we get to celebrate. We had two successes this year. You did. And Rhea did. And Clark did. This, our 24th year, is for all of us. Persephone rolls her eyes, accepts a glass. A toast to... No, no toasts. Bets on what we're going to see tonight. Loser has to have breakfast with Talc for a week. Oh, this isn't fair. I'm going to have to be with Talc regardless. Sorry, darling. You should already know, fair isn't our thing. Well, I'm going to assume someone makes an impromptu drunk speech. Like Eros at our 16th. Oh, God, yes. That was classic. He kissed Black. My money is on Hera. Just for fun. Who knows? Maybe she'll kiss her new man. Shaw shrugs. Sips. I think for a moment about telling them about me and Tok's embarrassing attempt at getting her to run for president. Even saying it now sounds silly. But Tok and I spent the better part of a year plotting. It all made sense on paper. Rebecca is barely legitimate, and Hera is likable and, 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 and intelligent. She could help us control our own lives. Something that, especially after yesterday, seems more important than ever. She'd be the perfect candidate, if she only wanted it. I want to know where he came from, but the mystery is the hottest thing he has going for him. Who cares? I give him a week. Are you jealous, Shah? I am fucking not. He says, hard and heavy enough to land with a thud. Well, I bet Rebecca will try and make something out of Rhea resuming the process. Just make sure you back up for that, Clark. He quips himself again. I flip him off. Take a sip of champagne. I bet this is going to be your most memorable party yet. That is way too vague. Fair is fair. Persephone. I tap my fingers nervously on my arm, wrap tightly around myself. God, dude, are you so starved for contact you're trying to make out with yourself? Shar says in the corridor outside the hall. Well, I'd finally be with someone worthy of my time. He smiles, checks his reflection in the clean glass of that painting with George Washington making his friends ferry him across the Delaware. We're deep inside the Capitol building, where the mall walls are elevated with great American artwork. Pretty sure you can still smell the fries from the food court while you look at Jackson Pollock's. We doing this thing? 
Eros says, bounding up to us, looking unusually put together in a light gray suit. I adjust his tie for him. Nice to see you in pants again. I didn't have any underwear formal enough. He grins, blinding me. Always wake me up next time. I love seeing you in mom mode. By the time you have the second one, you'll be able to do all that shit in your sleep. <laughs> yeah, I say. Not wanting to tell him I'm still delayed. I already know what he'll say. Some version of, don't blame yourself. Which will only thrust the thought back into my head. Game on, Rhea says, coming up behind me, wearing... Rhea. But she holds her hands up. No, no, I don't want to hear it. She's wearing tight black pants and a tucked-in white button-down. Heels. Her long hair is tied back in a tight bun. She looks like a caterer. A hot one. But still. You look like you're working this. I would have preferred to dress like a houseplant. Is that one of my shirts? Eros asks. Hi, everyone, Clark says. Talc behind him for just a second before ducking inside the party. But we both ignore him. I put my hands on Rhea's arms, preparing to tell her how this isn't a big deal, isn't going to... But then the doors to the hall open, and there is an eruption of music and applause, so many eyes hiding behind the pops of flashes. It wouldn't be so bad if I could see all of them, you know? Know exactly who is out there, where they're sitting, how close they are to me. Hey. Rhea places a hand on my arm. In addition to having a dozen armed guards, you're getting another bodyguard. She hooks her arm in mine. She is dressed for it. Rhea flips Eros off. What? I like it. He says, standing on the other side of me as we enter the party. The room is crowded. Not something we're particularly used to. Men and women in formal wear bump elbows at banquet tables as they applaud. With its walls draped in gold and silver fabrics, the party seems more like a New Year's party than a birthday. You can almost forget the people in black holding guns of various sizes stationed at every entrance and exit. There's a long table at the head of the dance floor. We make our way swiftly to it. Char, already pretty drunk, stops to shake various hands, bumps fists. He high-fives a very old man so hard he stumbles backwards. Eros pulls out my seat for me. Is our silverware plastic? Rhea experimentally bends her fork. If you have to give Rebecca credit for anything, it should be how little she cares about aesthetics. No shit, I say, seeing her enter now that we're settled. She's wearing a plain black dress that accentuates her skeletal collarbones and is just long enough to showcase her hideous, comfortable-looking shoes. She holds her hands up as if to say stop to all the clapping. Then she settles in at a nondescript table in the corner. I hate how she pretends to shy away from the spotlight. It's transparent and embarrassing. Everyone soon quiets and then a small ensemble of strings begins to play. 
Like the wind rippling through tall grass, everyone turns to us at once. My chest tightens. Eros leans back in his chair so he can see Rhea. Hey. No, she says without looking at him. He gets to his feet, squats between us, but speaks into Rhea's ear. Do me a favor. Don't ask me to dance, he says, smiling. You know, it's going to just kill me not to, she says flatly. Eros stands, sticks a hand out to Char. You better not make me look bad out there, Char grumbles as he takes Eros' hand. Eros lovingly touches Char's chin. Even I couldn't make you look bad, baby. And he pulls him to the dance floor, leaving just me, Clark, and Rhea. The air is heavy enough between them to distract from my anxiety, or whatever. Gonna go see what Hera's up to, Rhea says, before fleeing. Clark watches her go. Dutifully, I prepare myself to ask him about her, but, you know, I was just thinking, maybe dancing could be my thing? My good thing? You're not supposed to tell me. He stands, reaches out for me. I'm an absolutely dreadful secret keeper. I already told everyone how I'm just wearing these short pants to look less stubby. I believe the word was stumpy, I say, allowing him to pull me to my feet. I stare out at the dance floor, looking open and wide and exposed. If we need to leave, we can just pretend it's because of that, he says, nodding towards Char, who is dipping and twirling Eros across the dance floor. I roll my eyes. Clark gently leads me to the edge. He puts his hands high around my torso. I delicately lower them to my waist. You're not going to impregnate me just by touching me. Well, it would certainly ruin the dress. I shake my head, try not to laugh. So, how's this compared to the other parties? There have been years these things have been pretty lightly attended, but this year I guess is different. I nod towards Char, and it's been a while since I had a chaperone who didn't want to dance with me. I'm sorry. Don't be. I, I'm just kidding. He stepped on my feet anyway. I say, briefly distracted by the handful of other couples that have joined us on the dance floor. Hera and Hep, Talk and some unhappy-looking nurse. Yeah, I'm really shocked I haven't done that yet. You need to start giving yourself more credit for things, Clark. Confidence is sexy. And he abruptly pulls me closer to him, places his hands on my lower back. I cock an eyebrow at him, but he's already blushing, goes to give me more space, but I hold him tighter. Where'd that come from? Just trying to be more brave? Like you. I'm not brave. I'm confident. Call it whatever you want, but I'm afraid of crowds because they're unfamiliar. You're afraid of them because 
because they've given you reason to be, but you still step in front of them every day, and you manage not to just be, but to shine. He's just a few inches from my face. The deep blue tie I picked out for him making his light eyes pop. When he speaks to you, he means it. He couldn't not if he tried. I want to thank him for saying that, but I'm worried if I open my mouth, my voice will catch and I might, well, people might think I might cry or whatever. So instead, I just lay my head on his shoulder while his heart beats steady and safe and he tries too hard not to step on my toes. Shar. It is possible, just barely, that I started drinking too early. I think as I make my way to the bar sweating alcohol. I unbutton my shirt, third time that I've done this in the last hour. My tie is gone before dinner. A water, I say even as the bartender slides me another glass of France's dwindling finest. I stop his hand with mine when he tries to take the glass away. You can leave this, I say. He nods. Too formal to be of any interest to me. Unlike Persephone, I don't find work attractive. Just a beer, please. I turn to Hep. I gotta say something biting. Something that immediately conveys how pissed off I am, but still is subtle enough to keep him guessing. Let me get under his skin. Hi, I go with. Hey, he says, a rough hand raising a cool glass to his lips. He waits. Like I'm the one who has to say something? Like I'm the one who owes, like, an explanation? I didn't just vanish one morning. No. No. I'm gonna wait him out. What the fuck are you doing here? But being direct is cool, too. Eris needed a chaperone. You was the key word there. Something in my tone makes him glance quickly around. Nervous. Good. I was just the best guy for the job. I was shortlisted for Persephone's position before Dion. So when this job opened up, he smiles an adorable, ain't it just the darndest thing, shrug. Infuriating. He looks past me. I turn to see Hera. Watching us as she talks to someone from the medical staff and some government wonk. Smiling in a way that cannot possibly be meant for them. I down the rest of the champagne in front of me. Are you planning on fucking me again? Now his attention is squarely back on me. I think we should go somewhere more private. No. No thanks. I meant in terms of getting me involved with a bunch of terrorists and then disappearing. He grabs my arm with a thick hand. I throw him off easily. Does she know you fuck guys? Yes. This catches me for a second. Does she know you fucked me? No. But I haven't... There hasn't been the right time. No time like the present. I say, pivoting towards Hera. He grabs me again, hard enough to stop me, but he doesn't turn me back around. Instead, he leans in my ear. 
I really care about her. He whispers as I watch Hera, now bouncing, holding Adam, letting his drool drop onto her dress, flying him like a tiny airplane in and out of the other baby's face. She laughs, and the partygoers around her do too. There's nobody on the planet who deserves to be cared for more than her. But not by this guy. You used me to make her like you, I say, pointing sloppily at Rebecca. Guess it paid off, Mr. Chaperone. Now Hep lowers his hand, steps fully around me so he's just a foot from my face. I cared about you, he says. Can I? Fuck off, dude. I bark a little louder than I wanted, and the bartender flees. Hep's brows furrow as earnestness escapes his every pore. You know that, Char. Things with me were complicated, though. I told you that right after you told me. You think I remember every conversation I have with someone I'm fucking? How do you think of me, Char? And somewhere in my head, a few memories begin to emerge, force their way to the surface like a drowning victim, gasping and screaming and desperate. The smell of coffee, fingertips on my face, the hollow calls of morning birds to each other, arms around me. Like a tiny balloon of carbon hurtling to the top of my champagne, I return to the party and the people and the sounds of music being ignored. I don't, I say at last. Okay. What are we discussing so intensely? Rebecca says. Oh, I was just asking Hep if he had any more cool clubs for me to get involved in. I don't think he does. Oh, you guys have a nice little chat about that? When you promoted him? Question, Prez. Did he have to fuck me to get this job, or was that just his own artistic flair? Hey, bar guy! Get me and my two old, old friends here a drink? I think you're good. Oh, is this you caring about me? It would be very unfortunate to drag this whole affair again, Sharon. Please don't forget how easy I've made life for you. How very much space there is now in the world to send someone loud. She pats my shoulder. I have a speech to make. Happy birthday. She says, gliding away. Hep steps back towards the party himself. If you don't tell Hera, I will. She'll find out about you and the Void, too. She already knows. Guess you're going to have to find another way to keep me quiet. Raya. I reach for Clark, but pull my hand back. Better not to... Hi. Hey. I say, trying to stick my suddenly too big hands in my pockets, but there are no pockets, because women's fashion is no less archaic in the apocalypse. Can I talk to you? Depends how much you've had to drink. You know what? I already puked. By all means, then, Persephone says while ceremoniously stepping away from Clark. I'll catch you later. Yes, I say, even though she's looking at Clark. Perfect, she says, snapping her attention to me with a smile. Ugh, these shoes are killing me. I need to sit, she says, turning to a table of well-dressed men who trip over themselves as they leap from their seats. She cocks an eyebrow at me and joins them. 
Are you having fun? Not really. I know these are our birthday parties, but they always feel like a way for them to pat themselves on the back. Oh, haven't killed our science projects yet. Cheers. Yeah, I mostly thought the food would be better. You know what? These are both very good critiques. We settle into a brief, awkward silence. I know what I have to say, but it's so hard. About, um, yesterday. You don't need to apologize. Oh, right, yeah. That's not what I was gonna do, but, uh, good to know. Um, thank you for trying not to. Oh, yeah, of course, but I can't be the first person to just refuse. Um, you kind of are. In my sessions, at least. He stops now, searches my face. What? Even you, who takes even the smallest chance to rebel? I don't think I... Minutes ago, you put a bunch of chips in your mouth and then a spoonful of salsa. I didn't realize anyone saw that. Raya, how could you not have just said no? I, um, don't, I mean, when you're growing up and you're told every day you just have to do this thing, it doesn't feel optional. Just a part of life, like breathing or sleeping or shitting. Exactly like shitting. Sounds much classier in your accent. He smiles, a lopsided smirk. You know, they are going to make us try again. Well, what if we just kept refusing? In various creative ways? Ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to make a brief announcement. Could I... Have our guests of honor to the stage. Rebecca croons. That sounds like a lot of trouble, Clark. I say, smiling myself now, stepping towards the small stage set up at the back of the room. Our fearless, skinny leader stands behind the podium. She beams at us. Don't they just look lovely? I stand beside Persephone. Her heels bring her just about to my nose. She shoots a glance my way, rolls her eyes. The last 18 months in the lives of these young men and women have been trying, to say the least. Don't show a picture of Iris. Don't show a picture of Iris. Don't show a picture of... I'd like to take a moment of silence for Iris. Everyone obeys. Many lower their heads, close their eyes, but not me, because I can feel, even though we've got purse and the solid wall that is Shar between us, Eros tensing up. I lift a little so I can see him, but purse has placed a hand on his shoulder. He puts his opposite hand on top of hers. I turn quickly to see what moron took a fucking pit. Thank you all. From tragedy emerged hope. Not so much a phoenix from the ashes as two eggs forged by fire. Oh God, has every good speechwriter died? These courageous men and women 
With the help of our new staff, she flips her lank hair over her shoulder. And a new administration. Polite, repugnant laughter. They have done what many thought impossible at best. She nods to someone off stage now and and two nurses bring out the offs to oohs and ahs from the audience. We thought just this once we might let them miss their bedtime. More stomach-churning chuckles. I'm scanning the smiling faces, the light playing on them, turning their smiles into hungry leers. Rhea. I turn to see a woman in front of me holding Adam. What? I hiss. Purse is holding P, eyes on me, as she delicately untangles a tiny hand from her necklace. Oh. Of course. Of course. I take Adam from the nurse who fades away amidst the flashbulbs and applause. Adam begins screaming because he always does, but the people watching just start laughing. I can hear my heart in my ears now, even louder than the crying. Is this funny? The snapshot of the rest of my life having achieved the only thing I was ever possibly going to be able to just to fail in a way no one expected? Will my hands be full of fucking offs at my 25th birthday, my 26th, my 27th? My body at once being applauded and laughed at and punished for, hey, okay, okay. Char says, swiftly lifting Adam out of my hands, the tiny face wets his immaculate suit jacket. What is with you? He whispers with boozy breath. He's drunk? That should scare me? Make me want to take Adam back, but I can't because something makes me scared he's safer with a fucked up giant than with... That may be enough. Let's just let these two get to bed. They've got a lot of work to do. Rebecca just turns to watch the offs be ferried off stage. She smiles at me. I gape at her. Did she just make a joke about two infants eventually having to fuck each other? I would, of course, like to take a special moment to appreciate Rhea, Persephone, and Sharon for their success. Please, step forward. God, these people will clap for anything. I glance back at Clark, who should be here. Not that I think being in a really weird emotional place and then fucking your friend and then like having a baby is really much of an achievement, but if we're applauding people for it anyway, Persephone raises a hand, touches it to her chest in faux sentimentality, but, but I do wonder if she's really thinking about Dion. In the last year, she's gotten to this really comfortable place with her grief, but this would be hard well, at least no one has brought up. We do have a surprise message from a special guest. I look to Hera, who is leaning in a dark doorway. I focus on her intensely, worried she's going to, I don't know, cry maybe, but her face betrays nothing. I'm afraid there's no supporting video, so this photo will have to suffice. And there... Projected behind us appears a larger-than-life photo of Apollo, looking slimy and svelte in a photo from a few years back. I study the lines on his face like the rings on a tree. Maybe Black's last inauguration? Hera is probably just out of frame. I turn back to her, still nothing. Hey, everyone. Sorry I'm unavailable. 
You know how I get about a... <laughs> My stomach tightens. They had 33 years of media footage of him, and this is what they went with? Anyway, I look forward to this next year. It's got to be from some other past birthday. For all of us. Our family is just growing. He said that to me at the ceremony where Hera was assigned to be my chaperone. So that's what that's from. It's a wonderful time to... to be alive. Oh. I don't... But Eros has turned and run off the stage. He ducks through a side door and into the hall. Before security can even follow him, I kick out of my shoes and chase him. Hey! I say as he tears down the hall. A few guards burst out after us. I got it. I call over my shoulder, but they keep coming. I said leave us alone! I say. This time firm enough to stop them. They don't go back inside the party, but just stand by the door. Hey. I say, finally grabbing air by the sleeve. He rips his arm away, grabs at his tie, stands there taking deep breaths in and out. A button from his collar clatters and rolls on the marble floor. How did you know I wasn't planning on fleeing the party? Eros, we could have at least rock, paper, scissored for... But his face is cramped up in concentration. His eyes are closed tight. He's not listening to me. Sit down. I say, lowering him to the floor. He pulls his knees up into his chest. Just keep breathing, okay? Why did she do that? She needs people to think he's alive. But didn't she know we would feel... Air, she doesn't think much about how we feel. Ever. Some days I don't think about him, but others... I feel like every time I open my mouth, I'm gonna scream what I did. He killed Iris. He hurt me and Hera and... But he wasn't doing any of that when I found him. He was already hurt. Couldn't do anything to me. He was just... Just talking. Hey, hey. That happened. Yeah. Oh god, it has been a long time since I've had to give a pep talk to anyone but myself. But you're not there anymore. You're here with me. Hoping that will do, I press my hand over his heart where it thrashes in his chest. Everyone is going to think there's something fucking wrong with me. Yeah. But it was really nice of you to give me some competition. I make myself smile, run my fingers through his hair, relieved he has transitioned out of his Sinead O'Connor look, I... And then... He leans forward and kisses me. His lips on mine are familiar and warm, but I don't return it, just softly push him away with the hand still on his chest. Eros, you shouldn't do that. But it occurs to me, we are not alone. In fact, we aren't even just with the security staff as they've added a photographer to their little viewing party. The man behind the lens lowers his camera, evidently having gotten his shot. Fuck. Me. Hera. I press my eyes together for just one 
two beats longer than a blink. Can't overreact, even with everyone being distracted by arrows. I can't react any more than if I'd just heard a message from an ex-boyfriend. I gotta go check on Eros. Are you okay? Hep says, rubbing his calloused thumb over my bare shoulder. Of course. And he runs off, leaving me there, not reacting as if Apollo is dead or I'd killed him, left him to petrify where no one would ever find him. I can't even react like I know that last phrase. It's a wonderful time to be alive. It was from a video on his device. I'd woken up, the camera so close to my face, he had to wipe the fog of my breath from its lens. It was the first night we'd spent together after I got out of the hospital. He wanted to immortalize the morning after. In the video, I'm swaddled in these soft white blankets. His stubbled face enters the frame, brags that for the first time, I was the one who was oversleeping. I lazily untangled one of my arms, smacked the device away. It landed lens up amidst the blankets, so it didn't capture him diving in next to me. Wrapped his arms around me, lips to mine then up to my forehead before announcing, it's a wonderful time to be alive. I should have known they'd go through his device. I open my eyes. It's only been a second. I need to go follow Rhea, make sure she's okay too. But then I might see air, probably racked with guilt. I can see Rebecca wrapping up her speech, cool facade, a little bruised but I can't hear her. I can only concentrate on leaning on the wall, going for casual and trying not to betray how wobbly my legs are. People start clapping, but I can't. My hands are frozen to my glass. Rebecca is descending the stage, shaking some hands. Well, I was fucked up, even by her standards. Talc has sidled up next to me. Are you okay? Just now, your voice sounded fine. I am fine. I can't look at him. No. Why, I don't trust? No. I just don't want to change how he feels about Eros. I say, a little too harshly, before walking quickly towards the bathroom. I need to splash water on my face, or see my face at least. Make sure what happened isn't written all over it. I guess I could play it off like, like I miss him or, or Hera, you can't, but I don't listen. I blow right past the guard and into the restroom, which is totally empty. Thank God. I, oh, Rebecca is standing at the mirror, applying lipstick so subtle it might as well be chapstick. She watches me in the reflection. Didn't think they'd let anyone else in here, but it isn't like they were going to tackle you, I suppose. Now she turns to me. They don't see you as dangerous. That was fucked. I agree, but if we didn't play anything, people might start to ask a lot more uncomfortable questions. 
How long do you think they'll settle for voicemails? I think until about two weeks after our next success. You're assuming you'll have another success. We, Rhea, Clark, myself, you, humanity. She needs more time. My staff disagrees. Well, your staff is wrong. Hera, you are a really wonderful asset to all of us. You are compassionate, kind, really know how to work a room. And on top of everything, you are just so damn beautiful. She reaches a cadaverous hand to my face, places her cold fingers at my chin. But all of that makes you a much better babysitter than a leader. So please keep supplying the love and care Rhea needs, but don't pretend to know how to do a real job. She smiles and waltzes out of the room. I close my eyes again for one, two, but this time I don't think about the past. I think about the future. I charge out of the bathroom, nearly collide with Rebecca, who has barely cleared the door. I pound across the dance floor, get right on stage. Excuse me, I'm really sorry to bother everyone again. I know it's been an exciting night, and I know most of us just want to take off our shoes and have another drink, so I'll keep this short. I'm pleased to announce my candidacy for president. Every face is stunned, except for, of course, for Talc, who starts clapping. Clark joins in, and soon you can barely hear the confused murmuring of the room as the applause gets louder and louder. Rebecca exits. Eros. I've just been sitting here since Rhea ran back inside. Pissed. Which is fair. Really fair. This party sucks. Even before the, uh, the thing was played. Our birthdays used to really be all about us. We'd get fucked up and have fun. Which sounds like every day, I know, but... The people who would usually get angry with us would also just get fucked up. For one night a year, they would stop talking about the future and who we were supposed to produce, they'd just talk about how happy they were to have us. I think in general, as a species, humans are really bad at appreciating the present. Birds jump from nests without fear of falling. Flowers turn to the sun without worrying when it will set. But us? Everything that doesn't remind us scares us. That's dumb. I'm dumb. Sometimes Iris would say stuff like that, but it sounded... I should go inside. Apologize. Leave. Hep can just stay and hang out with Hera. Man, Hera. How is she right now? I know she hated him for what he did, but I also know how much she wanted him to live. She shouldn't have to look at me right now.
Suddenly the scuff marks on the floor I've been staring at are covered by the sight of two sensible, low-heeled shoes. Eros? Rebecca's voice coos. And I remember whose idea that message must have been. I get quickly to my feet. That was fucked up. I spit. I'm sorry if it caused you any unpleasantness. Unpleasantness? Well, I would say pain, but I feel like you've upgraded our standard of what that means. I step closer to her, but check my security team still at the end of the hall. So I fold my arms, realizing for the first time in a long time, Rebecca is not surrounded by armed guards. You're alone. Yes. I wanted to make sure you were all right. Right. You were worried I'd mention Apollo was dead, I think. It doesn't matter if you all believe me or not. I care about you five very much. You shouldn't have brought Adam out without talking to Rhea. You know how she's been and... How could I not? Don't you understand that everyone else in that room has lived a hell of a lot longer than 24 years with nothing but failure and dread? Fucking fine then. Let them have their success. Just leave Rhea alone. At least till she's better. She just stares at me blankly, her mouth small at the end of her long face. There's something wrong with her. Eros. She is one of two women to conceive and carry a child. There is nothing wrong with her that matters more than that. So just to be clear, when you said you cared about us, you only meant in terms of how successfully we can keep fucking each other? Yes, exactly. Because, Eros, the only thing wrong with you all is how accustomed you are to privilege. When I was your age, I was having to cop with a lot more people I knew a lot less well. And that was just at night. Because during the day, we were all being trained for jobs to keep the water and power running for the smaller, thankless generations to come. And after 10 years of exhausting every part of my body, I found out like everyone else I knew, I was non-viable. And somehow, in the face of that crushing disappointment, I found it in myself to volunteer whatever was left of myself to be a carrier. To literally allow someone else to feed off my body for nine months. At no point during that process did anyone ask if I was okay and I didn't need them to because I knew something about me mattered as long as she was growing, strong, and healthy. So you're pissed no one said thank you? No. I'm disappointed that Black allowed you all to be raised thinking your friendships were nearly as consequential as the sacrifices we all made to get to this point. 
Somehow Rebecca has managed to take the exact same selfless thing that Iris tried to teach me and made it so fucking self-serving. She takes a deep breath, tries to control herself. I just don't know how to make you understand. Of all people, I thought maybe you would get it. I know how you feel about Rhea, Eros. I know what people say, but I don't believe you and Iris were just pretending to be chasing success. People say that, I think, a weight dropping onto my chest. That you were leading her on? That that's why she killed herself? She shakes her head. I know you were willing to risk your relationship with Raya for this. Just shut up, okay? You don't get to do this to me too. I know how you've played Char and Rhea and I guess every other fucking person, but not me. I'm not playing whatever game. I'm just trying to get my shit back together and be close with Rhea again. But you, you are making that so fucking hard because you're making her cop again with Clark, who doesn't even care about the cause. Not like me, who gets it and, and gets Rhea and, and... I slow down. Finally hearing myself. Something ugly I've been trying really hard not to think clawing its way to the front of my head. My dumb fucking head. She's just staring at me. Sphinx-like. I just want to help her do this. Then it looks like you and I may be on the same side.